And we are back this time to discuss uh, Mandalorian. Preston, bum, welcome back. That's 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 what you're listening to, guys. That's why you've all tuned in to hear us hum <laughs> the Mandalorian theme. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Mandalorian is back, yeah. and so is Baby Yoda, who didn't make much of an appearance this time. But we did get we got we got his eyes a bit. He didn't do much. I kept thinking like, when's the Baby Yoda ex machina? And he didn't do it this time. You know how there's always a Baby Yoda ex machina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't happen. You know what I will say about this episode that uh, it, it was actually titled uh, Chapter Nine: The Marshal. Yeah, because I noticed on on Disney Plus they actually didn't put the title up on the screen, mm. but it was called The Marshal. Okay. Yeah, Chapter Nine, and I and I find it interesting because this doesn't feel like the beginning of a new season. This feels just like a continuation of the last one. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Though I will say that I think it's. I don't know if they're just putting all of the money in the first episode or what, but um, because I guess the the last episodes of the first season had a lot more going on, but it, it, it feels like production value has, has kicked up a notch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that 110%. Like, the Great Dragon itself. Yeah, like, the yeah, Great Dragon. The Great Dragon looked great. It looked it looked really good. Well, we're jumping around a yeah, bit. Yeah, let me, yeah. let me go start, through the episode. Let's start from the beginning, yeah. So the episode starts off, with the Mandalorian, he's tasked with returning the child to its people, the Jedi, and uh, he begins searching this for other Mandalorians. This mysterious unknown cult called the Jedi. The Je- <laughs> Je- Am I pronouncing it right? Je- Je- I, I, Je- I, is I it Jedi? Jedi is. It's a wizard guy. The mysterious. It's a mysterious cult. We've never we've never heard of them before. But yes, the mysterious the mysterious unknown cult of the Jedi. Yes, that he has to return. The religious this, wizards, of this, course. This alien that no one, no one's ever seen their species before, like ever. Apparently, like, there's no never, never seen them before. There's never been like a famous person like <laughs> who's who's been of that species that like had like incredible impact and rule over the entire galaxy. Like that didn't happen. Okay. Anyway, okay. <laughs> all right. Let, okay. Let's let's. All right. I, okay. I'm 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 following along. Okay. So uh, the first scene I thought was pretty badass. It's not something we've kind of seen before because in previous in the previous season, Amanda was always in like these lush jungles or random ass exotic environments. But this time we get like a nice little underground fighting arena. They did. They did that opening scene. I have to say the the details that they put on everything, like like going in and the graffiti and the graffiti be like having like stormtroopers crossed out and different things like in the mm-hmm. designs. It was it was pretty neat, and and I, I'd say that you know I, I like the 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 eyes of the of the beasts, and then you kind of see them, and you don't really think much of it, but then those eyes come back later. I thought I thought that was the atmosphere and everything was was very well done. Yeah, I, we finally got to see finally I think from from any of the movies uh, the one eyed guy from the cantina. I think that's one of the very few aliens we haven't seen. We've seen Devil Guy. We've seen a uh, weird neck guy. We haven't seen one-eyed guy yet. So was, so. was one-eyed guy like in a preview or something? What, I mean, he did seem familiar, but, and then... Yes, he was in the trailer. And uh, oh. it's that trailer shot where like the Mando is surrounded by those guys and he's about to use the wrist rocket things and the little baby Yoda puts the, the yeah, shield on the yeah. cradle. So the, uh, the, the monster voiced by uh, John Leguizamo, Luigi. Oh, you yeah. caught that too, huh? Yeah, and um, even though like... It, 
I, I mean, I'm a sucker for like practical effects. And even though it was like very clearly like a robot mouth and everything, like that reminds you of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, like I still think I still loved it. I still like the the old style practical effects. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty enough. So the guy, uh, when Mando, when he tries to escape, he tries to ambush Mando. He tries to leave. Mando grabs him mm. and uh, strings him up. And he reveals to Mando that Mando has to go back. He has to backtrack back to Tatooine where he might find another Mandalorian. Which is weird because I thought he had connections with the Mandalorian tribes. So if he needed a Mando to help him out, he could just call one up. But right. I guess they've all scattered. Yeah, I guess so. Gone, gone into hiding. I, I think there's vaguely something about that after um, their 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 underground lair was discovered. Right, but they've gone into hiding so well that he can't get into contact with at least one person who <laughs> may have. Like, huh? Yeah, yeah. And why would... I mean, it's funny that it's just like he's looking for any Mandalorian. Like, why would the Mandalorians know how to get to the Yoda species? But um, I don't, I don't know. But he's looking for his people, who apparently know how to get to the Yoda species. Right. But the coolest part of that whole scene was uh, afterwards. He's like, "You won't die by my hands." Yeah. And he and he hits off the lights, and the the giant red eyes like yeah. come in on the guy that's being strung up. Yeah. No. I mean, I I think in that less is more. Like we never find out what those monsters looked like, but we don't need to know what those monsters look like looked like because. You know, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. They're, 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 we, we can figure out that they're mysterious and horrible. Um, and so, yeah, I thought I think I think that opening shot, like if that were the opening shot of the series rather than what we got way back with the with the bar fight, I think it might have even been a better introduction to everything. Um, but it, I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's funny because so my wife was was watching on and off and she's like wait he's got little like needle weapons that can just kill anyone i was like yeah but but they did establish last season that um they show him building them and they're really hard to come by because they're made of this like really rare metal that they're looking for and she's like oh Mm -hmm. so after she kills after he after he kills them all she he's gonna like pick those like little arrows out of them right I was like, uh, I, I, I guess he sh- I don't think it works like I that. I guess he should be doing that, <laughs> but <laughs> right, like there should be. I mean, some salvageable. What was the metal called again? Um, Be- a Beskar. Beskar. You think there would be some? Which metal? the uh, the one-eyed alien guy? He was a collector of apparently. That's why he tried to ambush me. Right to get his suit and everything. Yeah. It's funny, when I play RPGs, I don't know about you, but when I play RPGs, I almost never use any of, like, the cool stuff. Like, I'm always saving them for, like, the big boss battle. And by the time I finish the game, I realize I just accumulated all these potions and materials and I've never used them. Yeah, it's like really nice pants that you never wear because they're too nice. And then right. and you never you never wear them. You know, everybody has got a everybody has a really nice pair of pants that you just never wear. You know, yeah. So yeah. he gets pointed to Tatooine. So we have to go back there again. Mm. And upon arrival, yeah. he okay. he learns. About <laughs> that, I mean, just uh, Star Wars in general, whether it's Tatooine or a planet that looks identical to Tatooine, it's just can we get off the desert planets? Like this episode, they needed to do it because the the lore and the arc was heavy on it but 
let's just let's stop with the desert planets. Let's stop with Tatooine. So. Honestly, I I just here's the thing. Like the last season where we also went back to Tatooine, I didn't think that needed to be done. That episode entirely could have been like removed because yeah. that was remember the episode like there he meets up with this one guy and they're chasing like the 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 Asian woman. I forgot her mm-hmm. name and Ming-Na. like Ming Na Wen. So, Ming Nan Wen and that entire episode could have been removed. That way, this was the first time we could have gotten tattooing. But whatever. Uh, You're right. Of- I mean, they did. They teased everything with those boots, the Boba Fett boots, though, in that episode. So, which we will talk about. Yeah. Um, but uh, upon arrival at the uh, Moss Pelgo, uh, he learns that there is no Mandalorian there. But he's confronted by Marshal Cobb Vanth, who wears a set of Mandalorian armor, Boba Fett's armor. Now, yeah. here's the thing. Uh, Cobb Vanth, if you're a Star Wars book nerd like I am, mm. we actually seen him. We were heard or read about him oh. uh, five, maybe six years ago in the book Star Wars Aftermath, which essentially details what happens. One of the very first canon books released in the Disney era um, really? details what, hap- yeah, what happens after the Battle of Endor. And here's where I get kind of annoyed because, once again, I'm a canon nerd. I like canon, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, come together Cobb Vanth tells him that he ran away from a bunch of miners and he came upon you know the sand crawler and found the armor it was over there and he traded yeah. these crystals for it in the book it's actually much different Cobb Vanth actually kills a guy for it I believe mm, mm, mm. they're in the they're in the sand crawler I believe and he another guy spots it and he wants to take it and Vanth is like no 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 I'm taking it and that's what happens yeah. um but basically Vanth and Mando team up to uh, essentially take down the Graboid from Tremors, which is apparently yeah. the crate Dragon. We see a crate Dragon skeleton in the original Star Wars. Um, I never much... thought it was like a, a sandworm from Dune type of thing. Yeah, I never, I never thought about that either. You know, you see mm-hmm. it and you're just like, oh, I wonder what that's like. But, you know, it's just a mystery. And then, I mean, this thing is probably the biggest one that's ever existed or something. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, it also fits in with the lore because Obi-Wan, in order to save Luke, he mimics the crate Dragon call, which doesn't sound like that crate Dragon in the ep- this episode at all. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I thought it was... I, okay, what was so different about this episode, which, which engaged me quite a bit, is it, it was so seamlessly um, weaved into the events and the plots of, of the, 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 the original trilogy. You know, like people actually mention the Death Star and the mm-hmm. fall of the Empire and all of these little things that are that you think that people would be talking, talking about more, but they never do, you know? And, and here they're actually talking about it because, you know, these were really big events, you know? So... Well, to be fair, the, the, the places that Mando visited last time, they were either like these random far off locations that the mm. Empire probably wouldn't be interested in or, you know, because we did we did get people who were either in the Empire, like Science Guy and the old guy that said uh, Bounty Hunter is a complicated profession. We got those guys yeah. and Cara Dune, who was a rebel. But uh, you're right. We didn't really get like the average everyday man like Cobb Vanth, who... I love his story here. As soon as the Death Star fell, like literally the next day, a gang came in and started taking over. Yeah, it was, uh, that's uh, and that's pr- pretty accurate. You know, it's something that's completely believable that would mm-hmm. happen, especially on a, on a on a planet like Tatooine that's just filled with gangsters and and ruffians. 
Yeah. But but essentially the plot of the story is that Mando comes to this place looking for a Mandalorian. Cobb Vanth is not this, but Mando wants the armor because why not? Even though it's banged up as fuck, whatever. Yeah. And they're about to fight until the Graboid slash Crate Dragon uh, tar- starts terrorizing right. the town. And, and now... Yeah, and obviously it's very clearly Boba Fett's armor. Very, It, it is Boba Fett's armor. Um, yeah. And Vanth agrees to give Mando the armor back to its people in exchange for helping killing the crate dragon so mandalorian arranges an agreement between the villagers and the local clan of tuscan raiders to work together to kill the crate dragon an exchange between peace between the groups they lure out the dragon it's ultimately killed by mando and he leaves with vance armor and is watched from afar by a figure who is boba fett uh that is the original actor who played Django fett and since boba is a clone it would make sense that the guy who played Django would come back right. to play Boba. I mean, I mean, like, it's a 99% chance it's Boba Fett. However, there's a 1% chance it's a clone trooper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is true. You got a point. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, you're on the last, like, he's, like, the last clone cycle of, 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 of everybody, and then he's born... You know, he he might get he might get aged up to that point. You know, they 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 age Actually, twice as fast. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that because the new canon, the Disney canon, has actually made one of the Rebel troopers on Endor a clone trooper. Remember, mm. you've seen Return of the Jedi probably a thousand times, like I have, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Han Solo's uh, forest raiding party. Um, remember the old guy with the beard? Yeah, yeah, I do. He is a clone trooper. <laughs> yes they made him rex uh the clone they made rex. him rex really yeah the, there's a clone trooper named rex from like the kids show clone wars and uh yeah he it's later it's confirmed that um the older guy is a clone trooper rex um they're putting rex in a new show aren't they i don't know about they're doing, that they're they, doing another show um not rebels but they're doing another the show, bad batch yeah, and I think Captain Rex is in is going to be in that show. I'm actually surprised you know about Rex. Um, I only know about it through watching Mr. Sunday movies mm. and like, their reviews of stuff. Like that's mm. most of my knowledge about Clone Wars and Rebels comes from that. And gotcha. so they, they 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 talk about you know the because it, it they it's funny because those two um, have they bring up that it's interesting that in the cartoons they really push the idea that each of these clone troopers is their own person with free will who, yes. you know, has individual thought. And, but if you accept that, then this mass slaughter of troops that we've seen in all of these movies is something to be, you know, lamented and not cheered because... Well, they, the stormtroopers aren't clone troopers. Well, even worse. I mean, <laughs> like then they're just regular conscripted <laughs> they're, people. They're just lives. regular yeah. scripted people. Yeah, so, you know, but, you know, so th- there, there's a slim chance that that could be, I don't know, it could be fucking Captain Rex. You I, know, would, it might I, be, would, it, I would, I, well, Captain Rex has a distinct beard, but it could be another clone trooper. It could be correct. another clone trooper, but, <laughs> uh, you know, it, they built up the Boba Fett thing. Like, why wouldn't they? Though I do think they kind of blew their load, like right at one, all at once. Like, why, why show him in that episode? Why not wait until another and have a bigger reveal? Maybe it's because that's the only time they're ever going to show him. I mean, I think this is the first time we've seen Boba Fett's armor and Boba Fett in general um, in the in, 
how long has it been? Forty years, forty-one years, because well, we've yes, seen him in games. Three, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. We've seen him in like games and, and movies, and games and like books and whatnot. But we, I don't yeah. think we have seen him on screen post Endor. Well, it's fu- it's Jedi. funny how I was piecing it together because because they he finds the armor and then he then they mention that the crate dragon has taken the lair of a dead sarlacc. And they're like, Sarlaccs don't die. There aren't abandoned Sarlaccs. But they're like, oh, they are when a crate dragon like kills it. And it's like, oh, do you think like Boba Fett was getting digested in there slowly, mm-hmm. and then a crate dragon attacked the Sarlacc, and he was able because it killed the Sarlacc, Boba Fett was able to get out. That would be pretty badass. How the fuck would he do that? Like, how would that even happen? I mean, they, they, it, most of the, the, the now non-canon Escape from the Sarlacc Pit stories have Boba Fett doing something incredible with his, with his weaponry to blow a hole in the Sarlacc to get out. I thought Dengar um, rescued him. Or, or something else like that. It doesn't, you know, they have, they have their own stories. I, I read one in which he's in there and he, he's, he's pinned against the wall. I think this was Tales from Jabba's Palace. Where, and he, like, is just trying to get to some button and on his uh on his suit and he finally gets to it and is able to activate his his backpack thruster and you know get out but in this case like he's just rescued he's rescued by a random attack from a crate dragon <laughs> the one i read was that dengar is getting married and uh, he rescues boba fett and then asks boba fett to be his best man i think oh. I, I think that was one as well but this who's episode dengar? who's dengar D- dengar is the um he's the bounty hunter with the the turban Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode really didn't feel like a season premiere. It felt like just a continuation of season yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had all the elements where, you know, like, like I said, it feels like a video game where you come in, you, the NPCs are like, save our village. And you're like, okay, what do I have to do? You've got to do this. You know, you're like, okay. And then, you know, it... it it was it was it was good. It was fine, but it, it's that it's definitely that formula. Like save our village, Mandalor Mando. One of the complaints that people lobbied at us throughout all of season one of Mandalorian was that we weren't completely satisfied. I wasn't dissatisfied, but it wasn't like the most amazing thing ever. It was fine, but this episode once again to repeat that, uh, it was fine. Like it was whatever. No, it no, didn't it was blow good. me away. I, no, it didn't blow me away. I think that this episode maybe. It may it may be the best episode of the of the series so far. I thought it was mm-hmm. really good. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm including like the the finale, which everybody loved last 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 year. But no, I just think that Timothy Oliphant did a really good job. I, I liked all the characters. I liked the the situation with with the Tuscan Raiders. There were some laughs. Um, I agree. The, yeah, I, I like that too. The sign the, the 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 visual effects were great. Um, there were some there were some good jokes like you know when the when the when the crate dragon comes up and it's supposed to eat the bantha and it instead eats the, the Tuscan <laughs> yeah. Raider like I definitely laughed at that and I definitely yeah. laughed at like Timothy Oliphant like refusing to drink the uh, the drink and then later you just see him drinking one and you're like well I guess he's he's into it now so he's you know? the marshal of of this uh, town on Tatooine and apparently yeah. he's played a marshal several times before uh, someone was telling me he played one in Deadwood I've never seen Deadwood but you said he plays one in Justified yeah I mean I've never seen Justified either but uh, he's he plays <laughs> like a police officer Justified I'm sure someone in the comments section will correct us as per usual but uh, 
But one of the things I noticed this time around is that there were a lot of callbacks to the original and prequel trilogies. And uh, it wasn't just, you know, here and there, like in previous episodes. It was like almost every other scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, R5 is uh, still in here. Do you think, I mean, I was about to say like, oh, is that the same R5? And But yes. then they showed the top with the, like the repaired um, wedge on his, on his, and I was like, yep, that's where the bad motivator is. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, by the way, by the way, the R5 thing. Um, in the original Star Wars, he does say like this R2 unit has a bad motivator, but for some reason on the toy, it was always called... Um, R5, right? Oh, I see, I see, I see. See, they have... I call they, them, they're, they're astromech droids. They are, they are. And now I'm seeing, um... And now I'm seeing the, uh... Because I think... Okay. I'm, they So when they sold the, uh, the toy, I think they called it R5. But in the movie, they call in... That he definitely says this R2 unit has a bad motivate has a bad yeah, motivator. Yeah, he does. So I think they've made his official thing R2-5, R5 for short. You know, like, okay, we're going to try to, like, fix all of the, the <laughs> canon by, like, combining things together. That R5 is the informal name for the R2-5. Okay. Right. The one thing I didn't like is, like, Amy Sedaris' character, uh, uh, Pelly. Uh, yeah, I feel like she was phoning it in a little too much. It's just, I, I didn't vibe with it, but I was actually debating this. The fact that Mando killed the crate Dragon, does he now get to uh, get a chance to put a crate Dragon, like, insignia on his armor now? Because he's killed one. Uh, I mean, I guess. Is, is that a thing? Yeah, that's that's why he he got the uh, the Mudhorn insignia on his uh, on his shoulder pad. Because oh, he and the Baby right, Yoda killed right. it together. So does he get a chance to put this... Great dragon insignia on its other shoulder. I, I would imagine he would have to do that. I mean, that's a pretty damn that's a, that's a pretty damn impressive feat. Um, I was a little confused on how he actually did it. Like he flies out of the the monster's mouth, and there's some like blue electricity. I imagine he he set something off inside or something. He was using some, the the little like the little weird fork gun thing that he has. Yeah, yeah, the the um the the holiday the Christmas holiday special gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this episode, once again, I'm not entirely blown away by it because <laughs> the first the first episode of season one was like, whoa, I actually really liked it. Yeah. Coming to this so, one, it's eh. no. I mean, I thought it was a re- I thought it was a really great episode. I'll t- but I'll tell you the things that I think could have been improved. Mm. Um, I think that pacing was a problem in the show. They their little cutscenes of them flying speeders and everything just last way too long. Like their transitions, or they'll show like the topographical landscape, and they'll just show it for a little too long, you know. And you're like, huh? And it it, it kind of slows things down. Um, yeah. You know, we didn't really get any connection to the village itself, um, other than like the bartender that they kept showing. The village um, was like, super small. Holy, it's like four yeah. buildings. <laughs> like, like, you know, why did the people really trust him? Like, what, you know, who, who are the people that Timothy Oliphant, like, cares about? Things like that. Um, Timothy Oliphant himself didn't do much in the fight. He kind of stood back and let other people do stuff. Like, Tusken Raiders were dying right and left, and Timothy Oliphant is just kind of in the back watching. And then Mando gets in there and does his thing, 
and Timothy Oliphant is just in the back doing things. Well, my major problem here is that, once again, as a season premiere, it didn't, like, knock out one-two punch like the season one premiere did. But at mm. the same time, there's no real plot advancement, if you think about it. Like, <laughs> which is, which no, is, yeah. I mean, the Red Letter Media guys will fucking love and jerk off to this type of stuff because they love those Star Trek-like episodes where, you know, every right. episode is its own self-contained thing. Cool, mm -hmm. but... Maybe I've grown a little too much accustomed to every episode having some right. meaning. And it's a little, you know, they, they like atmosphere and new things. I mean, when this is the thing. is professional movie people, they praise the new a little too much. Something, sometimes stuff is new and it's shit. And, and, a, and a, a movie person will be like so bowled over by something new that they, they might not, you know, realize it's shit at first. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, the Red Letter Media guys like loved Mandalorian because it was like a new take on Star Wars that was like different and refreshing and not stale to them. And, and, and it's like, I, I don't really care so much of a, about it being a Western or it playing homage to the good, the bad, and the ugly or anything like that, I, or spaghetti Westerns. I honestly don't give a shit. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't care very much about homage and stuff. I, um, like when people watch like Quentin Tarantino movies and they're like, oh, my God, he's like throwing back homages to like 1970s black exploitation films. I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. Like I care about like human themes, like whether or not um, it, something tells me more about the human condition, uh, intricacies of plots, humor, things that are clever in the story. I, I, I myself don't care about like throwbacks. Um, now, so like, you know, you know, putting Banthas in here and there and like, do I, yeah, it was nice seeing Banthas, but I'm not going to freak out about Banthas being in the episode, you know, but, um, so I don't know, but I don't know. It was, it, it was a good episode. I, I liked it referencing stuff before it didn't advance the plot at all. Baby Yoda did absolutely nothing in the whole episode. Um, the only thing it did is sort of reveal that Boba Fett is alive. But how does Boba Fett relate to the plot? Like, the plot is get Yoda home, right? And Boba Fett showing up is like a fanboy dream. You mm -hmm. know, and I'm still, I'm still a fanboy, and I still like Boba Fett showing up. And so, like, I, I leave the episode very excited about Boba Fett and hearing how he got out of the Sarlacc pit and that whole thing. I'm very excited about hearing about, about that story. But I do admit, that has nothing to do with Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, like I said, for a season premiere, it doesn't feel like one. It feels just like, it feels like a continuation of just season one. And they named it Chapter 9, so... Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Um, you know... If, if, I mean, it sounds like Timothy Oliphant might show up again. And now, now we're seeing that um, his, his friends reappear, right? Oh, you think they're going to retry? I, I don't think he's going to reappear, Cobb Vanth. I think the armor itself might make another appearance later on down the season. Well, when maybe the armor. When, when maybe one of his friends need to wear it for some reason, or maybe a decoy or something. Well, okay. So how many friends has Mando made now? He's made... He's got um, Carl Weathers. He's got Grief Pig Cargo. Boy. He's got Pig Boy. No, Pig Boy died. Pig Boy died. Um, IG88. Who also died. But, he's, but, he, but, but they showed up in more than one episode, right? 
So like, yeah, IG IG eighty eight and Pig Boy, like showed up in multiple episodes. <clears throat> Cara Dune, Carl Weathers, they all showed up in multiple episodes. So you know, and um and Amy Sedaris showed up now in multiple episodes. So like most of his friends have returned. Um, we have not seen a Akechita's girlfriend hasn't returned. Um, I don't think she's but, gonna. I think I think that's a one-off character. Yeah, um, because that episode is when we got introduced to Kara uh, Kara Dune, right? Yes, Kara Dune. Kara Kara Dune. Um, the only characters I've so far seen in the trailer that might appear again is Kara Dune and Grief Cargo. We keep hearing that um, Rosario Dawson, who was Cory Booker's girlfriend, she might appear as. Did, did, did they break up? I, I have no idea. I don't. I have. I'm not aware. Uh, now you're making me look this up. <laughs> oh no! If you still see him, sorry at all. Preston will stop the entire podcast to look up obscure stuff. Oh, they, Oprah Magazine has a relationship timeline. What? <laughs> Anyways, <sighs> the reason she's important is because she'll apparently be playing Ahsoka Tano, who is huge. In the Star Wars community, as uh, the um, not Twilight, but uh, the uh, the other the other with the love handles alien. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So, Shakti, Shakti's race. Um, she might appear, and she might be one of Mando's friends as well. But at this point in the story, Ahsoka is looking for Ezra Bridger, also another character from another kids Star Wars show. So. That might be one of his friends going forward, but I don't think we're going to see Comp Vanth again. But I do think it would be cool if we see Boba Fett again tracking Mando for that armor back. If he's going to come back to, he's got to come back to Tatooine to, to have a run in with Boba Fett. So unless Boba Fett's going to leave Tatooine. I mean, he but, can, but Boba Fett's a badass. He can, he can take a. He can right, take a but if Boba Fett wanted his armor back, he would have taken it from Timothy Oliphant. True. You know, there must be some some other thing that's going to bring them together. By the way, Cory Booker and Rosario Dawson are still going out. They, in fact, they just moved in together. Oh, nice. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, oh man, like I don't know if I could. If I was with Rosario Dawson, I'd constantly be be like quoting Kids, the movie Kids, <laughs> until she. I've broke never up seen that. Me. Oh God, it's hilarious! Hilarious movie. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, so something something needs to bring him back to Tatooine again in order for he, him to he's run probably to... this is probably a running gag and probably a running joke with the uh, with the writers of Mandalorian where he's going to visit Tatooine at least once every season yeah. until the show is, is, is like finished because I, I hate that they go back to Tatooine. I want to go see another fucking place. And apparently, according to the trailer, we're going to go see other places, which yeah. I'm excited for. But um, yeah, I, once again, this episode for I me, mean, it's going to be like Evil Morty where it's like he shows up once every two seasons. And, you know, like is Boba Fett going to do that or is he going to be like, you know, really intricate to the plot? Ah, I want to say yes to everything, but I, I, I kind of hope not. I kind of hope we don't see Boba Fett again because I just want new characters. You know, <laughs> some of the new characters are really cool. Like I love the uh, Moff Gideon, the bad guy played by Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely gonna come back. He's got. Oh, he's he he's better fucking come back. I want to. I, <laughs> I will say I will give the the show props for not like you know introducing stormtroopers again in the first episode, but the fact that we got went to back to Tatooine and it's like uh, mm. okay. 
Well, oh, there yeah. you go. Man, I mean, Boba Fett's we, out of the can way. We, can we go more than you know a few episodes without going back to Tatooine? I, w- um, I would rather go at least two seasons without having to go back to Tatooine. <laughs> well, so wait, did did the uh, the Kira the, the Cara Dune Call of Weathers um, Esposito shootout was that on Tatooine or is that somewhere else? That was somewhere else. Okay, that looked like Tatooine. <laughs> okay, so it was a different it was a different generic desert planet. Different so, generic desert planet. So the Ming Na Wen episode that was on Tatooine. That was the only one on Tatooine so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's I mean, why I'm thinking like at least one. every season there's going to be one episode on Tatooine. Okay, as like so, a running gag. So maybe this is maybe this is the only time we're going to see Boba Fett the whole season, and we're going to have to wait until season three. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and honestly, oh. I wouldn't even care about seeing Boba Fett again. I'd, I'd rather see him do other things in other media. A little cameo is just fine by me, unless they're gonna like pit him up where he steals his armor back, which would be fucking cool. Yeah, that'd be it'd be interesting. But if but why 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 not take it from Timothy Oliphant? He seems a lot easier to take it from. True. You know you know what I realized? The entire episode could have been finished within like ten minutes because. <clears throat> um, before the the Kray dragon appears, they're gonna have a shootout, and then the Kray dragon appears, and then he eats the bantha and then leaves. And then Timothy Oliphant's like, "Okay, you know what? How about this, I'll make you a deal. You help me kill that thing, I'll give you the armor." Mando could have just said, "No, boom, <laughs> over." <laughs> like the entire episode is done. But of course, that that couldn't have been a thing because we have to have the whole episode. So Mando just agrees. Well, he doesn't really have to. He could just shoot him in the face. Oh, by the way, um, when when he shot the missile, I like laughed because of the inside like the inside joke about Boba Fett's missile. Like, do you know about all of this? That it never hits anything. No, 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 no. Well, it was never fired, right? Oh yeah, it never did. So, so the whole thing about the Boba Fett missile thing is so when they when Boba Fett came out. Um, you know, he had this jetpack and this missile on. And so they, they made a, for the action figures, they made a, um, like a beta, whatever, for, for with, a, with a shooting missile, with a spring-loaded mm. shooting missile. And they were going to sell this. And then it went through, you know, approval people, and they're like, no, like, the missile is, is a choking hazard. You can't release it. Or, you know, plus, like, spring-loading it and everything is too costly. And... In the end, the Boba Fett action figure that came out to the public um, it, it didn't have a firing missile. What? And the fi- yeah, the firing missile action figures are like uh, maybe it, or, I know that I know that one sold for like two hundred thousand dollars. Maybe Jesus. that was just the prototype. Maybe or maybe like the first generation. No, I guess it was a myth. Yeah, there was a yeah the prototype had a firing missile. It sold for $200,000, but I don't think the ones that ever got sent out to the public had one. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe just a, a handful. But the whole thing is, is that the missiles never launched. And so when Jango Fett finally shut, fires his missile, it was like this relief. Like, oh, after all of these years, we actually see the <laughs> missile shooting. Because he doesn't shoot it in... Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. The action figure didn't have it. It just, and then now finally, Timothy Elephant like shoots the missile. 
you're 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 a you're a giant like bag of random facts and information. See, see you you think I don't have the Star Wars knowledge. I never fact, said that. I never was, said that. My knowledge is very honed in on the original trilogy and would not very expanded universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you you know Yeah, yeah. I, so, I no, I I I I understand. It's just who would have who would have well, known when you, that? What, when you play with the action figures as a kid, and I remember as a kid, people being like, oh, you know, some of the Boba Fett's like fire missiles. Like this was like a rumor that went around. And you're like, but this one doesn't. And everyone's like, no, man, no. And, and that was, it was like a thing. It was a very big thing. Very, you know, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, this episode, once again, okay. As per yeah. usual, it was all right. I love the CGI in the Great Dragon. I just hate that the plot never fucking goes anywhere. But for people who love Star Wars stuff, they'll they'll like the callbacks of R five, the the pod racer speeder bike thing, Banthas, yay, AT ATs, AT ATs. I know that. I recognize it. And I will say the fact that he actually can talk to the Tusken Raiders instead right. of having to blast through them. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of really like that. I, that's a, that's kind of a neat thing because normally everybody would just shoot their way out of a situation. But Mando actually takes the time to talk to the Tusken Raiders instead of taking them head on, which would have served no purpose. I I, I really like that. Oh, I, th- I thought that was great. I, I, I wonder if one day we ever got uh, if we'll ever find out what Tusken Raiders look like or Jawas for that. Yeah, for that yeah. You know? Probably not. It, it would probably, probably ruin not. it, honestly. Yeah. I like the mystery of it. Yeah. But what did you think of the episode? I mean, it's it. Oh, I, I like I say. I think I think it's my favorite ep, uh, episode so far in the series. Um, yeah, yeah. Even and, more so than the first episode of the first season, which was fucking epic. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, and and it, it was more just because it kind of connected to the previous stuff, and it really lived in the universe. Oh, very um, well. You could binge the hell out of it. Yeah, I liked. I liked. Uh, I liked them trying to get you know along with the Tuscan Raiders. Um, I think it's an interesting. I think it's interesting that you know after making them such one-dimensional characters that the Mandalorian is like trying to make trying to humanize them, make us sympathize with the with the Tuscan Raiders. Um, so I don't know. I. I, I don't I, I'm trying to piece together why I, I, I liked this episode um, as much, you know, because some people their, their favorite episode is the the Bill, the Bill Burr, like uh, escape episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I think this one was one where I, you know, honestly had some laughs. Uh, I, I, I liked the characters. I thought I thought the. Uh, there was a lot of lore. I was excited about Boba Fett. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just a fucking fanboy that was like excited about Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought the CGI was was really impressive. Even CGI though it was just, great. It just reminded me of, of of Tremors. But yeah, I agree with you. The opening scene in season two was much better than the opening scene in season one where he hunts that blue guy. Although sometimes I, I, I will say I, I feel like those scenes are there for trailer purposes only. But yeah, it was a cool episode. I wasn't blown away by it as per usual. It was cool, you know, Crate Dragon, CGI, everything looks nice. But I guess they're saving a chunk of their really good stuff for later episodes. Yeah. But hopefully we'll get like more of like a, a, a storyline this season instead of side missions every single episode and the occasional NPC recruiting because I feel like he has right. his crew already. Yeah. 
In fact, in fact, I, I, I wish I, I wish they put IG88 back together. You know, like maybe that's it. Maybe he'll he'll have this huge ragtag crew by the end. Actually, you know what? I think that's the one thing he is missing is like a droid companion at least. Right, because he doesn't like droids. Oh, he's that's got right. Amy, he doesn't. He's got Amy Sedaris. God, I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Cringe character. I hope not. Maybe like a little droid companion. Oh, like cracks jokes. Yeah, cheer up, Mando. Blah, 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 blah. Actually, you know what? Scratch that. That'll be fucking annoying. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> That's awful. I thought this, he like. Oh, you know, you know what it was? Is he's he's gone? So, you know how she's like? Oh, he hates droids, and he's like, whatever. They can they can clean my my ship up. He's gotten over his hatred of droids because of IG eighty eight. Mm-hmm. That's why he doesn't hate droids anymore. He doesn't hate droids anymore. Well, Subtle. maybe he dislikes st- strongly dislikes them, but not as much. Not as much. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, like I said, if on a scale from one to ten, I'd give it like a like a six, seven. It, it was, it was oh, yeah. fine. Yeah, no, I'd give, give it a seven, seven, eight. You know. I mean for. For so many things that I that that like I'm sick of, like going to Tatooine and everything, like uh, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it, thought it would, thought it was okay, you know. Preston, can we wrap it up here? Sure thing. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we will see you back next week with more Mando. Uh, please, if you haven't already, follow Preston on Twitter or on Facebook. That way, you can get updated with every time Preston uploads. Preston, uh, sweet Rob, sweet Robin nine thousand on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, P- uh, Preston Jacobs, the sweet Robin, I think I'm on Facebook. Yeah. And if you guys are itching for more uh, Game of Thrones stuff, don't worry, we'll be back with that soon as well. Uh, just keep checking windsofwinter.com for more updates on that. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you were able to scoop that, that, that up, man, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the yes, moment, I the moment it gets. Windsofwinter.com. The moment it, it gets announced, holy shit! Ooh, uh, in the year 2025, 2025, what a year! I'll be looking for the end of COVID and the winds of winter in the year 2025. I wonder if they'll contact you and pay you out for it, just because they want the the, the URL. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Probably not. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.